Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up goes Ibrahimovic! Well, you can never keep Zlatan Ibrahimovic totally out of the piece. Hello, welcome to the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. We're back in full throttle from now on. So are United almost. After a good community shield win, our 21st at Wembley, the Premier League season kicks off on Sunday against Bournemouth away from home. So, and, uh, what is an often futile tradition, but somewhat necessary? somehow um we're going to predict the next nine months of football um who knows why we should know more than anyone else jack it's good to be back let's briefly begin with a bit of community shield discussion eric bay was fantastic um i thought he was my man of the match and jesse lingard scored another fantastic goal at wembley driven through six defenders and then zlatan pops up not a bad start to the Mourinho era not at all it was nice to get us started with a win um definitely i thought bailey was brilliant definitely Kind of an unsung hero, really. I don't think he, obviously Ibrahimovic grabbed all the headlines, but he, he had a great performance. I thought Lingard in the first half before he came off was really good all round, actually, not just his goal. He was really positive, really direct, gave us some impetus going forward. And his goal was, was really special, obviously helped by some, let's just say lackluster defending by Leicester, but none, nonetheless, it was a great run a, and a really good finish in the end. And then, he didn't have the best game, but you can't keep a man like Ibrahimovic out of the spotlight for too long. And when we needed him, he stepped up with with a, a brilliant header at the end to seal the win. So couldn't really have asked him much better. Can still tell it was a bit of a pre-season game. Tempo was slightly slow. Still looks a bit lackluster in places. Um, obviously, the, the Fellaini attempted back pass was um, a sign of that. But no, it was a, it was a good start. Happy to get the win. And... Good signs, good signs for the start of the season. There's definitely some kind of, uh, a small amount of the Van Hal philosophy, um, still remaining in this squad. You can see the, the lack of inspiration, the, the fact that they feel inhibited at times because Van Hal restricted their freedom a lot. So that, that's still there, but things are slowly improving. And when you have, uh, a player of the quality of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, a player of the quality of Henrik Mkhitaryan, who for some reason was on the bench until the 92nd minute. The fact that these inhibitions are still there 
are, are going to quickly be taken away because the rest of the squad can have confidence in Ibrahimovic and now in uh, Paul Pogba. I was in the corner, so I was sitting in line basically or just behind the post in which Zlatan Ibrahimovic's header caressed off before before dribbling across the line. And I couldn't, so I was sitting right in the corner and I could barely see the ball going over the line. And it was one of those moments where you think, is this going in or not? And I thought it wasn't going in and then suddenly Zlatan Ibrahimovic comes running over and, and pumps the air. On, on Zlatan, Rooney and him, um, what do you think of that partnership? I thought they were, there's a few moments where the, where they link up well, but at the moment, until they learn to get, to get to know each other, to get, to, to play with each other, they, they seem to be detrimental to each other's, uh, impact. It was strange at times. There were a couple of moments, like you said, where I thought they did link up quite well. It's going to take time, whatever happens. They're both quality players, obviously. It will be interesting to see how, A, how they're deployed. Um, I would have thought that Mourinho will stick with the sort of formation we saw against Leicester in the Community Shield with Rooney at, in a number 10 role and Zlatan in front of him. But it'll be interesting to see if they ever do get deployed as sort of two central strikers and see how the combination works then. I think it's going to take time for, for any sort of relationship to develop. Hopefully with uh, a much stronger midfield now that Pogba is signed, that will help as well because there'll be more runners coming from deep. But I think when we'll really hopefully see, start to see this relationship flourish is when we play kind of actually the bigger teams when there's a bit more space in, beh- in behind uh, for Zlatan, Zlatan to pounce on because we all know how well Rooney can pick out a pass if he gets time. Um, and so I think I'll, I'll kind of be waiting for that. It'll take a few games, maybe maybe a few more um, for them to really become accustomed to each other. But signs weren't amazing against their stuff, but there were a couple of moments that make me think that there is potential there. Hopefully it just doesn't take them too long to become accustomed to each other because if we can get them both fit and firing, then there could be a lot of fireworks. Yeah, um, and the addition of Pogba could help really because, um, well, I'm, I'm going to hope that he changes this because so often he drops deep and hopefully with uh, one of the best midfielders in the world behind him in Pogba, he won't have to drop deep anymore because you'll have this... Uh, the, the, the imposing figure of Pogba and his passing ability instead of Rooney, then Rooney can concentrate on being a striker, which he hasn't really done since for about seven or eight years, really, because he's been focusing on on carrying the team in midfield and as a striker. And uh, Rooney definitely didn't have the best of games. Um, I think four or five times he lost the ball in just terrible, in terrible fashion. But no one more so than Marwan Fellaini, um, who showed just why. Um, People want to see him got rid of, but he he won't leave. Mourinho will, will definitely use him more. We're going to see quite a lot of Marin Fellaini um, as as one of these players that is used for. He's going to finally be used for what he's good for, and that's elbowing people in the face, um, adding height at corners. Um, perhaps a, a worrying sign. Two two worrying signs actually. Um, the fact that Rashford replaced Martial on the wing. Um, good that Rashford came on. Bad that Martial came off and bad that both of them are going to be deployed on the wing. I, I was more hoping that maybe what one, you could have one Martial on the wing and then Rashford up front or, or vice versa. Um, and, and the double matter substitution on in the 63rd minute off in injury time. Um, bit, bit, bit worrying that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a bit. That was a strange one that I'm not, I'm not sure I quite bought Mourinho's, um, Mourinho's justification for it, especially considering 
he brought on Mkhitaryan, who is not much taller than Juan Mata is in the first place. Um, but, I mean, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, there's a long history of those two not really getting on. So, we'll see what happens. In terms of Martial Rashford, I, I would like to see Rashford come on up front. I'm not so worried about Martial because, personally, I know I differ to a lot of United fans in this respect. I do see his future as a, as a left, as a left winger. But Rashford, I would like to see play as a central striker. It's going to be difficult, obviously. It's going to be tough for him to get, um, any kind of starts with, with Ibrahimovic in the team. But hopefully coming on, potentially, if ever we need goals later on in the game, playing up front alongside Ibrahimovic, I think that could be an interesting partnership. But it's nice to see him at least getting some minutes because it was a, a real worry certainly of mine and, and of a lot of United fans, that he would just be discarded. But Mourinho seems to have made it clear that he does want him in the picture. He does want him to be considered in the first team and he will get some minutes, even if they are on the left, which I suppose is still better than nothing. Um, the, but, the, wor- the worrying thing is that it could be another Welbeck where yeah. this player comes through as a striker. He then gets put on the left. He then starts coming off the bench from the left. He eventually makes the left the the left inside forward kind of position his own and then he leaves because he wants to be a striker that that's the that's the only worry with play because i think marshall will accept it because he's played on the left since before since before monaco days well i think he's at leon before monaco since since then he's played on the left as well as being up front but rashford um yes he started as a winger but for the past three or four years he's been a striker and i think that that's slightly worrying so i i'd hope that he'd get a few more chances up front yeah i do hope i do hope that he does i i would assume that in most of or probably all of the the league cup games most of the early fa cup games and hopefully in the europa league as well rashford will be deployed as our main striker as Mourinho rotates the team i i can't see him getting too many starts in the premier league which i suppose is is understandable with the signing that we've that we've made but i hope that he does get some minutes up front because it'd be such a waste uh, and such a disappointment after the, the way he burst onto the scene last season, him not to get a substantial amount of minutes playing up front, and you're you're, you're totally right about the about the Welbeck comparison. It is definitely something we need to watch out for because he's too big of a talent to to waste in the way that we wasted Welbeck's talent. Because Welbeck, when he burst onto the scene, was was very similar to to Rashford in many ways, and we sort of let that one slide. Um, didn't make the most of his talent, so hopefully we don't do the same thing with Rashford. But there is obviously this. Not even stigma. It's true that Mourinho doesn't seem to favour young players, and hopefully, being at United, the sort of philosophy or sort of DNA of the club, as it were, of promoting young players and really giving them a chance, will hopefully rub off on him in some way. And hopefully, Rashford does get the minutes that he deserves because his talent is enormous. We can't get away from that, and he does deserve to be getting a, a, a substantial amount of minutes playing up front. So I hope that we do see him quite a bit this season. A, a particularly helpful thing about the Pogba transfer is that our record of uh, of a youth player for I think it's about three thousand four hundred matches now, going back to nineteen thirty seven, isn't going to go um, <laughs> with with Pogba, who will count as a as a as an academy player. Another one, Lingard. I thought he's he's definitely improved. Uh, of course, it could just be one game, but look in the Community Shield, Lingard looks like. Um, a few touches. Just look, he looks more confident. He looks like he's he's just worked a, a bit over the summer to to try yeah. and give a few uh, a little bit of finesse to his game, which he he definitely didn't have last season. He missed yeah, a lot of um, chances. 
I think I think that was even becoming kind of clear at the end of last season. I definitely saw a big improvement from him from sort of around March till May. I think he definitely improved a lot during that period. First few months or sort of half half a season, I guess, um, of him playing a lot more regular first team football. He looked a bit out of his depth at times. You could see how positive he was and, and some of the runs and off the off the off the ball he was great. But on the ball he lacked composure, he lacked a bit of discipline, he lacked some technical ability. But it does seem towards the end of last season and then in the community shield again, he he seems to have added something to his game somewhere. Um and, and his his technical work, his footwork looks good. On the ball he looks a lot more composed. I just wonder whether that amazing goal in the FA Cup final has has really just given him a new lease of life almost, a new bout of confidence and he's taken that into the summer and really, really taken his game to another level because someone with with his level of directness, his level of pace, his his off the ball running, if they, if he can just get to a level with his technique where he's good enough to compose himself pretty much, then he could be a really, really dangerous player going forward. Especially as an impact sub if I assume Mikatarian starts out wide on the right. Him coming on later in games could cause absolute nightmare nightmares for defenders. So I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing Lingard this season. He's a player that I struggled to warm to at first, but as the season wore on, I grew more and more, um, I, I grew to like him more and more. And I think he does have a, a big role to play and, a, and a, he has a lot to offer to this side, actually. Yeah, because I, I depicted him slightly as a, as a John O'Shea figure, um, a Wes Brown figure, as, as a, a player who would, in future, particularly under Mourinho, I thought he'd be used as a squad player, as a, and we do need squad players to come from our academy. That usually that's its purpose. Maybe you'll get someone like Marcus Rashford, um, who becomes a first team player. But generally, you're looking to get squad players out of your academy. We've done that in the past. I thought Jesse Lingard would be that, but as you say, if his his off the ball movement is is uh, some of the best at United, um, and Mourinho will will appreciate that when and and his work rate is very high. Mourinho will appreciate that. As, as he looks to solid up our defence. Um, so it's exciting for Lingard because last season people were saying, this is your last season. If you don't do it now, you're never going to be a United player. And I believe that. I thought, right, he's not going to do it. He hasn't really got a future. I even thought that when he got injured, when he made his debut for Van Gaal in, in, in Van Gaal's first game against Swansea. He got injured after about 35 minutes or something. And I thought, well, that, that's the end of his United career. But he's completely turned it around and Although he, he misses quite a few chances, particularly last season, um, fair play to him because to, to turn it around from that position at such a, a, a such a late age is 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 a fantastic achievement. And also, I I guess credit to the academy coaches who I assume warned uh, Van Gaal, Moyes, um, and Mourinho that he would blossom late, as Ferguson said. Definitely, it's it's strange actually how well Ferguson kind of. Um, foresaw that happening. He said exactly the age, didn't he? he? Said he would break into the first team at um, at 22, and by 23 he would be kind of pushing for regular starts. It it was quite amazing when I saw that how how well Ferguson saw how late Jesse Lingard was going to develop, and perhaps now with the re-signing of Paul Pogba, obviously they were uh, teammates in the 2011 Youth Cup winning side and were reportedly um, good friends in that team. And I was reading a um, a piece by, I believe it was Warren Joyce the other day, um, talking about um, the, the way that Pogba used to be in training for with that FA Cup uh, youth winning side. And 
he said that him and Lingard just used to push each other on and on because one of them would start would start doing some skills in training, start really expressing themselves, and then everyone else in the team would join in, and it just up and built up. And it meant that the team played with such freedom, such flair, and such life in their play. And it's something that kind of goes missing a lot in in the um, in the, the first team, not just at United, but generally in, in English football at the moment. And Pogba seems to have really retained that flair. So I wonder if some of that will maybe rub, rub off on Lingard, and hopefully he can really establish himself as a first team player because I think he deserves it. it. It's incredible now that from that 2011 FA Youth Cup team, we now have Paul Pogba. Jesse Lingard, those two are, are the highest profile or or the most likely to start. And then we have Adnan Yanazai, his future's in doubt, but he's still in the squad. Will Keane's in the squad and Sam Johnston's in the squad, which means we have five players out of the starting 11 from that FA Youth Cup team, all in the current first team squad. And and people will forget about the others that aren't Paul Byrne and Lingard, but that, that is remarkable because we said... Um, at the start of this year about how the academy needs definite work on it how there's some issues with it but but that is is something that only united would do or perhaps barcelona but in england that's something only united would do without doubt it's definitely something to be proud of not only was winning the the fa youth cup a great achievement in itself but to see so many of those players go on and okay maybe not become established first team players but just to still be around the first team at the ages of 22 23 most young players that kind of fill the numbers in, a, in an FA Youth Cup team end up being shipped out um, by the time they reach 2021. 20, and so for these guys to still be around is is really great. And especially for, I mean, obviously one of them now kind of a, a global superstar in Paul Pogba and the other really cementing himself as as a really useful first-team player in Jesse Lingard is quite remarkable. And it's definitely something for the academy to be proud of. Eric Bailey, um, another player, let's move on to him. I, he was my man of the match. I think you got the official man of the match actually as well. I, I didn't see. I was um, at the game. But some some said reckless. I was watching the match of the day highlights back. They called him reckless. And yes, once or twice he was reckless. Um, he was on a yellow card at one point and Kung Fu kicked someone in the shoulder, which was, and, and that was from when we were attacking a corner, which was odd. Um, but but I think that Mourinho will, will cut that out. We'll work that out of him. And then we'd be left with this, a fantastic tackler. And a, a tackler that's not afraid. A, a break, it, there was one point where uh, Jamie Vardy was going one on one with De Gea, but he was in line with the with the goal line, so he was coming in from the side. And Eric Bailey runs with with great acceleration, which he showed quite a few times, particularly against Jamie Vardy and Armin Musa, who came on off the bench at half time. Um, he runs back with this incredible acceleration and goes uh, basically two footed in the box to win the ball on the ground and he won the ball so, so nothing happened and to some would call it reckless but for me uh, that that's incredibly brave and to get it right is uh, he's already endeared himself to United fans um, a, a really good performance and if Mourinho can get that, that reckless streak out of him we're going to have a, a very good defender No you're, you're absolutely right I was I was seriously impressed with that I really didn't expect to, the kind of performance that I saw the the reckless challenging is something that I did expect, actually, but I expected it to be far worse than it was. There was only, as you said, one or two moments where it really became a problem. Um, the, the stupid shoulder barge on, on Jamie Vardy to get a yellow card is something that needs to be worked on and something that needs to be ironed out of his game. But his all-round defending was really, really good. He dealt with the pace of Vardy really well. 
that one last ditch challenge, um, as you were talking about to deny Vardy when he got, um, got to the byline and, and looked to be pulling the trigger from a tight angle. That was a great tackle and it was so nonchalant the way, the way he did it. It wasn't as if it was anything new to him. It was as if it was something that he, he can do time and time again. He just walks away as if it was nothing. And so I think that swagger in some ways is, is good to see. I, someone, um, I was speaking to on Twitter the other day described him as, as literally exactly the same as Vidic. And I can see what he means. He did remind me a little bit of, of Vidic when he first joined because Vidic was by no means the, the finished article when he, when he joined United. He had a lot of faults to his game, a lot of cracks to be ironed out. And gradually he, he made it work. He made himself into the brilliant defender that we all know. And I'm not, I'm not saying by any means that Bailey's going to become as good as Vidic. I don't think he will, but I think he is a good player. And if he can iron out a few of those mistakes, a few of those reckless moments, then he could turn out to be a really good defender for us. Yeah. The, the prospects are, are good for Bailey. Um, definitely showed that in the community shield. Um, Moving on to, to who we see as his, as his regular centre back partner. Um, let's go through our, our ideal starting 11s. Um, no inhibitions about dropping Rooney, although it, it would be sad because I, I still like Rooney. Um, in fact, I love Rooney. He's always been one of my favourite players despite, despite the transfer request, despite the controversy. It, it, it's sad to have to drop him, but, um, we may have to. Um, so obviously, David De Gea is starting a goal for for both of us, I assume. And then, who who would you go at right back? Antonio Valencia or Matteo Darmian or even Fossi Mensa? But that's more unlikely. I actually think I'd go with Valencia. I didn't think I'd say that because Darmian defensively probably is still superior. But if Darmian is going to be performing in the way that he he was towards the end of last season, and Valencia can carry on playing the way he has done in this preseason so far. I honestly would be um would be going with Valencia. I think he's he's putting some good performances. He looks to be he looks to be in really good form down the right. He's marauding runs forward, it always causes a lot of problems. Defensively he is still suspect, but compared to how Darmian ended the season last year, you're not really gaining anything defensively by the way Darmian was playing, and then you're losing out in terms of what they offer going forward. So I would actually go with Valencia. Yeah, at the moment, I'd agree with you. Damian will be quite a useful squad player, actually, because he can play in, in both fullback positions. But Mourinho seems to be going with Valencia as well. Um, Damian wasn't even in the squad for the Community Shield. Valencia's big, quick, uh, very despe- defensively suspect. Um, definitely can't, can't forget that bit. But, um, at, at the moment, he looks uh, a better fit for a Mourinho team. He just, he definitely needs a very solid centre back next to him. And a yeah. very solid uh, right forward in front of him to to make up for his complete defensive ineptness. Um, centre back partnerships, I I I'll probably go with Small in Bay. Would you go with that? Because uh, Daily Blind's been starting quite a few times in preseason, but Smalling is injured and he will be suspended for the for the Bournemouth game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, obviously not on not on Sunday, but Smalling and Bay definitely would be my starting centre back partnership. If it was harsh on Blind because he's done nothing wrong really over the last season and this preseason, he's he's performed really well throughout. But I just think Smalling and Bailey is is the partnership that we need. Um, and then obviously Shaw left back. We're not we're not going to yeah. discuss that. Um, the the real difficult bit is is first the midfield pairing and then and then the front sort of five really. We're assuming Mourinho is going for a four two three one formation as he did at Chelsea and he has he has gone. During preseason, we've just been we've recorded two episodes in a row. We've just recorded our Pogba episode as well, um, discussing where he should play. He he needs to go in front of of a midfield too. It's just 
I, I'm still not that confident in our other midfielders. So at the moment, I've just put Carrick and Herrera down with Pogba in front of them. But I'm not confident in that 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 partnership of Carrick and Herrera at all. It, it, it's a difficult one. Yeah, it is. I'd actually I'd actually put Pogba in a slightly different role. Um, I would actually have Schneiderlin next to Pogba in in those in that pairing there. Um, I think that's where Pogba will will thrive more because. He, his runs from deeper are often some of the most effective parts of his game. Obviously, I don't expect him to sit alongside Schneiderlin. I expect him to get forward more. I expect him to be a, a real box to box player with Schneiderlin offering a, a more holding role. Um, but they would, they would be my pairing there, um, at the base of the midfield. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good suggestion. In, in fact, if you put Pogba there with Schneiderlin or Carrick, I, I, you're going to have to rotate between Carrick and Schneider. I think Carrick can do a really good job partnering Pogba, um, being slightly deeper, slightly less proactive. But if you do do that, you can. If, if we're going to drop Rooney, which Mourinho won't, and really will play in uh, at the number ten role. Um, but if we're having our little fantasies, you could in fact put Mkhitaryan in where I put Pogba at the number ten role. You have Rashford as a right inside forward, Martial as a left inside forward, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic up front. In, in what would be a, an incredibly quick and incredibly effective um, front four. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Mkhitaryan through the middle is is a strange one, actually, because up until last season, that's kind of where everyone really saw him as a player. But the way he played um, starting from the right last season, I can't really see him starting anywhere else. Um, but, I mean, if you were going to play him in the middle, obviously, like we've just discussed, Jesse Lingard's also a candidate to be starting out on the right, um, we've been singing his praises, how well he's been doing recently. So if that was going to be uh, um, an option, you could always stick Lingard out on the right. But I think for me, it, it, I mean, and, and it, it will be this, Mourinho's confirmed Rooney will still be captain. So it will likely be uh, Rooney at 10, Martial on the left, Mkhitaryan on the right, I'm guessing, and, and Zlatan up front, obviously. But I mean, that front four still, even obviously Rooney brings the pace down a little bit, but with the pace around him and the runners from midfield in Pogba now, uh, Valencia and Shaw offering that width as well. I think that is a, still a really, really exciting attacking lineup there. And the, with the potential A to score for a lot of goals and B for some really dynamic play. Um, yeah, because Shaw, Shaw and Martial on that left flank, because Martial's been given number 11, he's starting on the left, we think he's going to start there almost all season, really. Sure, Martial could have a, a fantastic partnership there. In terms of Rashford, if, if we're having our dreams, really will start there, but if Rashford and Ibrahimovic get a chance to start together, I think it'll be far more effective. It, it, they could play in a in a front two, because Rashford makes those runs in behind, he has the pace to make the runs in behind that no one else in our team does. Even Martial does it a lot less than Rashford does. And it allows, because Ibrahimovic is, is, is quite obsessed by by playing two positions, he likes to play as the number nine and the number ten, and that's why he and Rooney, um, when they do play together, collide slightly, and and Zlatan isn't allowed to drift into space as much, and and that's why his impact is reduced if Rooney is playing. So if you have Rashford, Rashford can be that runner getting in behind, and Ibrahimovic can be allowed to to drift and roam where he wants to. And if we can, then a Rashford Ibrahimovic front two would be would be absolutely lethal. Yeah, I would love to see that. I really would. I think the combination of the two of them could be amazing, honestly. Um, but I th- it's probably wishful thinking at this point. But if we ever did see that, I think that would be really exciting. I suppose the only time really when I, there is a chance we may see it is if we're in need of a goal or two at the end of a game and we, we really become 
sort of desperate for for a late goal, then we may see them um, used in tandem. Which personally, I would really look forward to. I think that could it could end up being a, a really great partnership between the two of them. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if they're ever deployed together. Mourinho tends not to have a, a second starting eleven, and players will leave. I think now we've got our four our four targets. I think players will now leave. That could be Blit. In the, the Telegraph suggests there will be uh, Blind, Matter, Schweinsteiger, Rojo. Although only Schweinsteiger is, is the one that will be forced out of the club. The rest will be allowed to stay if they have to. Um, if at this moment in time, ahead of the first game against Bournemouth, we were trying to make a second starting eleven, it's very possible. You have Sergio Romero in goal, Darmian at right back. Uh, Daley Blind and Marcus Rojo in a centre-back partnership. Uh, you can play Cameron Borthwick-Jackson at left-back. Then you have a midfield two, if you're playing uh, Schneider and Pogba, you have a midfield two of Carrick and Herrera. Then on the right, if you're playing Mkhitaryan there in the first team, you've got Rashford on the right. In the middle, you've got Rooney there, in, or you've got Lingard on the right instead of Mkhitaryan in the second team. In the middle, instead of Rooney, you can play uh, Juan Mata. On the left, instead of Martial, you can play Memphis Depay. And up front, instead of Vatan Ibrahimovic, you can play Marcus Rashford. And and that second team would do pretty well in this league. I'm pretty sure we played that second team as our first team a few times last season. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely true that we've definitely added some strength and depth this year. That second team is, is not, by any means, a, a terrible second team at all. And... Let's say for Carlin Cup games earlier, play Cup games, Europa League games potentially. If we if we put we could rest all eleven of our first team players and still end up with a team like that. I mean, I think we're in a pretty good position if that's the case. It's, all right, that's that's a pretty good first and second starting eleven. Um, who's your player to look out for? Because obviously we've made these signings: Pogba, Zlatan, Mkhitaryan, the most obvious um, cases for who to look out for. But for me, it's it's Luke Shaw because. He he feels the like a new signing cliche perfectly. Um, ruled out since September last year. His partnership with Memphis was uh, brilliant at the start of last season before he got injured. If he can do the same with Martial, our new number eleven, we're in for a treat. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt, I, I can't wait to see Luke Shaw fit and firing again. It's been far too long without him um, fit and playing to his best because he was in brilliant, brilliant form at the start of last season. Um, I guess my players to watch, other than the new signings, probably Martial again. Pretty boring, but I think the new signings I think have actually ha- might actually help him because well, Abe on the pitch obviously, but I think it might also take a bit of pressure off him. Obviously, last season he was the star of the show. Ever since that amazing debut debut goal against Liverpool, the spotlight was on him. It was expected that he should carry the burden of the of the whole team on his shoulders, and I think having a few stars around him now. We've hardly heard about Martial this summer. He's really gone under the radar, and I think that might help him in in kind of having taking a little bit of pressure off him, so he can enjoy his football a little bit more. Um, because there's no doubt in his talent, of course. And I think if he gets into a position where he can really perform to his best, he could be in for a brilliant, brilliant season. Um, if I'm saying Luke Shaw and you're saying Martial, um, that's one left side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Um, if we're looking at the weaknesses of our team, I'd probably say defensive squad depth. We just mentioned there is a depth there, but the actual, the actual quality of the depth is, is pretty poor. Um, yeah. the, the options at right back, Valencia and Darmi, and not both of those aren't, aren't really good enough. Um, they'll, they'll have to do for now. At centre back, after you've, uh, if both Bailey and Smalling, and Bay, 
Bailey will leave for the Africa Cup of Nations in January 2017, this season. Um, if Bailey and Smalling are suspended or injured at the same time, you're having to play Blind and Rojo, or Blind and Fosumensa, or Blind and Borthwick Jackson. It's not a great quality uh, backup, and, and Rojo really isn't good enough. Darmian's not good enough. Valencia is better than Darmian, but not great. Definitely not great. And, and behind Luke Shaw, the only option you really have is Darmian and Borthwick Jackson. So, so defensively, is probably our weakest area at the moment. Yeah, particularly at centre back, because the problem is we don't we don't really have any um, specialist centre backs in in reserve. Everyone that could potentially play there isn't really a centre back by trade. You could you could maybe make an argument for Rojo, but obviously he plays left back a lot as well. Daily Blink can play there, but that's not really his first position. Although he obviously has a lot of experience playing there. I think that's the one that worries me because, if you, as you say, Bailey will be going off to the um, African Cup of Nations. We know how injury-prone Luke Shaw is. We know that Smalling, not last season, but before that, was very prone to injuries as well. So it would not be unlikely to potentially have all three of those not available at one at one time. And then you're left with sort of Rojo, Blind, Darmian to fill the gaps. And I, I would not feel confident with a back four of, say, Valencia, Blind, Rojo, Darmian. I mean, that does not fill me with confidence at all. So, so if we do get injuries, which which is rare with a with a Mourinho side, it's rare that we will get injuries. Mourinho sides tend not to get bad injuries. Um, if if we don't, then our prospects for the new season are looking very good. In my happy mood, because we've just signed Paul Pogba, I feel like saying we're going to win the title. But if I'm being if I'm being truly honest, I think two days ago I said we'd finish third. Now we've signed Pogba. I don't know. Second, I think we're going to finish second or third. I'm, I'm going to say third. I think Chelsea will win the league and we'll finish behind City above Arsenal. Um, it's difficult. What? Where? Where would you have us finishing? I I did like my predicted table on Twitter the other day and I put us second, and I stand by that. However, I said then and I say it again now. Really, the top seven places are so hard to predict and. Any of those top sevens, I think there's a clear top seven in the Premier League. I'm not, I'm actually not including Leicester because I don't think they're going to repeat what happened last year. So I think the top seven, the clear top seven is Chelsea, City, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, and who am I forgetting? Oh, the top six, maybe just meant top six. Yeah, top six, sorry. But out of that top six, really any of them could finish in any of the other, uh, other top six positions. Um, and it's so hard to call. So I had a second behind City. And I stand by that. I do think City will win the league. I think we will finish second, but anything can happen. And I'm now so, so excited for the start of the season. Yeah, and wherever we finish, we're going to have so much better football now. Because even if the Mourinho uh, brand of football is slightly more defensive, while while he does park the bus on occasions, if he parks the bus, that means we're going to counter-attack. And if we're going to counter-attack, that means we're using the pace of Martial, Rashford, Shaw, Mkhitaryan, and now Paul Pogba. And we ha- we now have the individual talent of Pogba, Zlatan, Mkhitaryan, a, a very creative player. And and if you have that individual talent, no matter what style of game you play, you're going to be entertained. And off the pitch, we have Mourinho, Pogba, Pogba and Lingard are, are going to have fun together if they score. We have Pogba, Mourinho, Zlatan, all together, all uh, big egos, all big names, all absolute superstars. So off the pitch, it's going to be fun as well. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, in fact, Harry, we have a question from uh, Rojonaldo. 
who simply asked, I thought this would be a good time to say it with our season predictions, simply asked who out of our new signings do we think will have the biggest impact? Straight away, I'd say, uh, I'd say Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, I think it's, he scored more than 20 goals in his last nine consecutive seasons. And although he's come from Ligue 1, I think he's, he was in Ligue 1 for four years with PSG. He just scored 50 and 51. I don't care where you are, 50 and 51 is, is, is impressive. Um, I, I think he's just going to scrape above the 20 goal mark. But, uh, for United, that's enough. We haven't had a 20 goal a season striker since Van Persie. And that was a one-off since, uh, uh, Rooney a few years before, I think. So I think, uh, short term this season, Zlatan will have the biggest impact. Long term, um, Pogba will have the biggest impact. Yeah, tough, tough to disagree there, really. Um, I actually think Mkhitaryan will, could have a really good season. I'm really excited to see him play because last season at Dortmund, he was amazing. And I think with the quality of, of Ibrahimovic and Pogba around him, he, he could actually have a great season, but, Tough to look past Latan. Um, he already looks to be hitting, hitting his stride. Performances haven't necessarily been amazing in pre-season, but he's still bagging goals. He's still bagging some, some brilliant goals. Um, and I think I'm really backing him to, to find his scoring boots this season. Um, obviously long term, it has to be Pogba, but this season, I really think that, uh, Zlatan could make the difference if we are going to, um, potentially win the league. I think that's all we have time for ahead of what should be an absolute cracker of a season. Um, Zlatan, Mkhitaryan, Mourinho, Pogba, Bailey, Shaw's back. We have Martial and Rashford and David De Gea is still at our club two seasons after he's meant to go to Real Madrid. So it's an exciting time to be United fans. Keep listening and uh, if you're kind enough, give us a review on iTunes or, or share this on Twitter, whatever. Jack, where can we find you on Twitter? At UTD Tate, T-A-I-T. And you can find me on Twitter at HarryRobertson64 and the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod POD. Very exciting, just like Paul Popper. We're back, uh, series two. This is episode three. Two episodes in a week. You can find our Paul Popper special on Acast, iTunes, Podbean, where most places. It's exciting to be a United fan. Goodbye. That's going to work from Lingard, which continues. Lingard runs through! And Schmeichel can't stop him scoring! The young man who won the FA Cup for Manchester United opens the scoring in the Community Shield with a wonderful solo run. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.